episode i edited i didn't clap at all and i like it took me a while but basically i like i did my best at just like moving it mm-hmm. until it looked the same until um little tweaks here it and just there. like lined up but at one point i don't know how but like there wasn't sound on the video for some reason and only the recorded audio sound and i just kind of had to like make it look like God. it was matched up it took a minute I bet. But Fine. anyways, we're witches. What's up? Welcome to Quan the Macabre. E- e- I'm, I'm, I'm Kelly Reed. And it's Halloween. We're at our uh, strongest right now. Our truest form. Our element. Yes. And um, we're going to talk about Halloween. Yeah. Because what else would we talk about on I know. Halloween? <laughs> because we've actually never just straight up had a Halloween episode. Which honestly is kind of bizarre now like, I think about it. Like, how long have we been like doing actually, this now? We've been doing this for like 2019? Totally here. Oh my god. And yeah. we haven't done a Halloween episode. And we haven't done a Halloween episode. We, we really failed. We well, usually we're busy because we're doing shit. Because it's our time. Season. It's yeah. our time of the year we're, to shine. Yeah, we're frolicking through graveyards. Yeah, we're like... Carving pumpkins. We're using Ouija boards, which is actually fact. Committing murder. Yeah. Mass murder, Mass usually. Murder. Yeah. It's, a, it's the best kind during Halloween. Yeah. Anyways, I might delete that just in case something happens <laughs> and I get framed for mass murder. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would just look bad. Which, oh my god. Remember when I shared with you the TikTok of that girl? I still can't fucking believe this. And the fact that her name on TikTok is Yandere. Yeah, Whatever. it's a girl who makes videos about killing people, but she's actually, actually killed, killed someone. someone. She, like, actually fucking killed her friend this past January, and, like, it was an accident, but you don't, like, accidentally shoot someone and then, like, make joke, funny, cute videos about killing, killing people. people. Like, she literally had a video, like, joking about shooting people. Yeah. When like, she had actually shot I saw people trying to defend her being like, well, you don't understand how people grieve. Like, people grieve in different ways. And I was like, usually they don't throw on, like, the murderer get up and, like, lean into it. Oh, my God. That's, like, a whole new breed. (laughs) That was just a whole new level of, like, I need attention, which is so unfortunate. As, As someone who... Hi, I need attention. <laughs> like, I get it. It's never it. been a secret with us. I get it, but, like, I'm not going to, like, accidentally kill a friend of mine and then get all over the internet making videos joking about killing people. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Mm. I just couldn't believe it. It I, lacks tact. Yeah, it's like you're not a Batman villain, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also... I know this was a couple episodes ago, but update on Brian Laundrie and his remains, possibly, possibly. Actually, what's funny is that that is going to air after this. That's true. Okay. Never mind. Brian Laundrie. Fuck. How do we do this? Maybe we'll just upload both next week because I'm almost done with the other one anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, how do we do this? I don't know. Uh, fuck. <laughs> so, 
Gabby Petito, which we talk about either Wait, before or after this episode. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, we kind of have to do it because when we made the episode, like Brian Laundrie's remains been found since we. <laughs> fuck. Okay, fuck it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Brian Laundrie's remains have allegedly, possibly, maybe been found in that reserve that he went to go hide in, and that's news. That's news. That's news. That. And that we don't news. have any details on it. That is news. But I, it's hot off the press. You know, just for, I know this is going to air like next week. Actually, we might just, I might just, we could just air this the week after Halloween. It's still kind of. Yeah, that still counts. Yeah, fuck it. Like, fuck it. Anyways, right now. I doubt people are literally waiting on Halloween to hear a Halloween episode on Halloween. You know yeah, what I, mean? I, I agree. I agree. I feel like Halloween's going to happen. They're going to be sad. And then they'll be like, oh, but more Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I would feel. We're bringing like, you. We're oh, re- Halloween's gone. But they brought it back. Revival. We're, we're reviving Halloween for yes. you. It is, it is uh, as of right now, as we're talking, <laughs> it is literally October 20th. Welcome back to Halloween. <laughs> you won't hear us until like November 8th or something. So Still counts. For like November 4th. The colors are the same-ish. It's, yeah, they're orange. Orange, but like instead of brown, we're orange and black. I personally don't like the color brown. I It's a drab color. It depends on the color brown because I have found that a burgundy brown. <gasps> I that's a lie. Right. I like deep chocolate brown. Mm. I do like a deep chocolate brown color. I enjoy chocolate, which is also brown. So That too. I do. Mm. Yeah. I just I feel like when it comes to my like decor, if it's all just tans and browns, Ugh. I'm like, no. No, put it away. Sorry, Hannah. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, the way she does it, it does actually look really cute yeah. and aesthetic. I don't know how. She, she has the, a brilliant she's aesthetic. She's the only person I know who manages to make the color brown, like, look cute to yeah. me. To be completely fucking honest. This stylish bitch out here. But it's Halloween, sort of, now. It's Halloween again. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're really, we're really good. Spooky <laughs> times two. We're really good at this. Who's going to keep us on track? <laughs> so, um... What inspired Halloween to talk about the actual fucking holiday? Um, do you have any fun Halloween memories that you want to talk about? I have a fun Halloween year. Okay. Not, not like a full year, but like my favorite year of Halloween and you were there. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was two or three years ago. I cannot remember. But it was like the spookiest Halloween season that I had had. And I was like, I want every Halloween season to be like this because – that month, we crammed so much shit in. We went to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. We went to Netherworld. We did. Haunting of Hill House came out. Yeah. I binged Haunting of Hill House, but like at a healthy level where by the end of the October, by the end of October, I had finished it. And you weren't like super was, upset. Yeah. And it was like super spooky. And then um, we played with a Ouija board and I got haunted for a day. <gasps> oh, Remember that? Yeah! that was that same fucking year. Yeah. We went to a Halloween party and literally played with the Ouija board. Mistakes were made, dude. I think I've, ta- I've, I've had to have talked about you this did. On I think a I think episode. we had like, like ex- oh, we had a Ouija board episode and we talked about or it. or like an exorcism episode. I don't no, think it was the Ouija board one because remember we talked about DJ uh, DJ Zozo, DJ Zozo. The demonology, demonology yeah, forever demonology. ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was a good Halloween season. You were right. Yeah, that was good and spooky. Yeah, that was a really great fucking. That was a good year. time. That was. That was I like, think there was also like a movie that came out that was relatively spooky. 
we were all having a good time. We were all dressed up. I can't remember what I dressed up as. We went to like five Halloween parties. It was the best. It was the best. It's how every Halloween season should be. It really is. I've mostly been spending this season um, watching spooky stuff as much as I can at home. Mm-hmm. But so far, I have watched Midnight Mass. Yeah. Which, did you finish it? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm like, I'm just gonna, should we just talk about spoilers? Okay, spoilers. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers? Let's, let's keep the spoilers <clears throat> down low because that's like m- recent enough. That's fair. That people fair. haven't had time to I'll be like, it. just post four or five minutes and then I'll like check it. But yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I guess we won't, we won't do that. But anyways, I had, I had, I had, I had thoughts and opinions. I did like it. I will say that. But I also had some like, wait, what moments where I was like, oh, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I was constantly asking questions of like throughout it where I was just like, I bet it's this. And then it wasn't, and then it wasn't that. And I was really? just like, yeah, yeah. For me, I was like, maybe it's this, you know, like maybe it's that. But I, for whatever reason, what ended up happening is not how I expected things to work out. I mean, there was like literally in the first episode, I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but, and I'm not going to like explicitly say what it was, but there's literally a point where the main character has a vision of the last episode. Really? Yeah, and I caught it, like, the first I time I watched it. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, no, there's literally a point where he's, like, you know, in a dream sequence, and it's a it comes on the screen, and I was like, is that how this show's going to end? Like, oh I have God. to hang in here to see. And then they literally had that same shot in the final episode, and I was like, I got to oh. rewatch the first fucking episode. Yeah. I did not fucking know that. I had, like... I had some interesting sneaking suspicions. I was trying to piece things together here and there. I did like that I I, I did like that I kind of immediately called like I One was of those, like yeah, I, I remember think, when you called it. I think this is that. And you were like you messaged me and you were like, "Do you think this is this?" and I was like, "Maybe." It just seems like I was like the way that he just knew everything. Yeah. I was like, "That's a little too convenient." Yeah. I, th- I thought he was so creepy. I thought, like, he had, that actor like, killed, killed him. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Me and Brendan were talking about, like, that one bitch that everybody hates. Mm. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. But we loved Rip their- anyone who hasn't seen the show. Yeah. Skip five minutes anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. There's a bitch that you're going to hate in this fucking show. But their dynamic. But she's such a good actress. I know. Their dynamic so was, fucking good. like, riveting to watch. Like, me and Brendan were literally just like, this is so fun to watch them bounce off of each other. Like, yeah. They, did, they killed it. It's – there was a couple uh, plot points I didn't see coming, and then there was others where I was like, bitch, is this really what the fuck this is? Mm-hmm. And then it was, and I was like, the fuck? But uh, my main thing that I just was so sick of by the time you get to, like, episode five, all the Bible quotes – and so I much, get, there's so I much get that shit. they're, I get that they're important for people who know nothing, who like never went to a church in their lives and like didn't grow up with like people shouting Bible quotes at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which you're lucky if you're one of those people. What do you need? The cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were playing the cat. What are you looking for? I will help you. You can see. I didn't even need to do that on camera. <laughs> it's okay you're totally fine um was uh oh yeah fuck what was i saying fuck no Kelly, uh first of all, oh, too many bible quotes too many oh yeah the bible quotes okay i felt like they were sort of beating like a, a dead, dead horse, horse. Yes. after a while i was like we fucking get it you're like very much comparing you're very much comparing this monster 
to Jesus. Yeah. I fucking uh, get it. Which like, I just big had a stretch. Big fucking. I mean, that was I, a, I'm sorry. That might have been a little spoiler. No, I think kind of not. Maybe I don't know. Watch it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I liked it. Honestly, I can't say it was scary, but I definitely it was suspenseful. There were definitely there's moments there definitely of scare. boo moments. There like, was like two big jump scares in my opinion. Yeah, the window one. Mm. Not mm-hmm. old lady window. Mm-hmm. I know exactly which one other, you're talking about. That one fucking got me so yeah, hard. Yeah, I got Brendan so fast. That one got and me I didn't so see hard. It. I didn't see it the same time that Brendan did. So oh. literally, Brendan just grabs me and he goes, holy shit. And I was like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? We had to rewind it and watch it again. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no, that one, uh, that, that, so that the first episode, that jump scare yeah. that got you, that's the one where I was like, wait, what? And I had to rewind that because I missed it. Yeah. Because it blended too well with the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's just move on to Halloween because yeah. <laughs> we're just going to talk vaguely about this show forever. Yeah. Like, I might just cut all of that out anyways. No, so. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But okay, like, also, we'll watch Midnight Mass, but I've also watched... Oh, sorry. No, no. Well, actually, no. I am going to... Okay, so also, I know it's not like... I think this still counts as spooky season territory okay. because the new season of You came uh, out. Um, they totally timed that on purpose. Yeah. They were like, this is horror. Yeah. They're like, this is this is in the realm. And it's, I'm not going to talk about that because that came out like literally a few days ago. And but- I haven't finished it. I'm literally on episode five now. I finished episode four and like, holy shit, it's a fucking ride. Dude, it is... I, I'm not no spoilers. I will not say any spoilers because I would be so mad if I had heard this on a podcast. So I will say I finished it. I had to binge the shit out of it. I was literally like watching it on my phone on the treadmill because That's I, what could I did with not Squid Game. Stop. I did the same thing with Squid Game. Yeah. Also watched that this season. I feel that like was just, a great one too. I feel like this year there's just been like so many shows and movies just coming out. I still haven't seen Malignant yet. I still really want to watch it. I just haven't had access to HBO Go. <laughs> Oh my god! And I know it's ridiculous. It's so I want to watch it so bad. Insane! I literally sat down and watched it with my friend, and both of us are just like, "I hate this. Let's keep watching." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's basically that. Oh, but, I'm so ready. Uh, but yeah, you is like I. You I finished is the season. really good so far. It is my favorite season of the show so far, and that's saying a lot because I love like the previous. I went back and rewatched yeah. them like before the season came out because I wanted to make sure it was show. like fully updated. But like. This final season is insane. It's the most like no stop, no stop, no there's stop season. No like you know, in the previous seasons, there's like a little bit of like it's That's fine, not, it's fine. Yeah. There's like a little like peaks and valleys, and like it goes a little slower at times. And this one, it's just like okay, so now we're about to go slow, and then oh my god, we're not going slow. <laughs> it's like it's again, oh, we run, we run, 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 hold my hand. Oh, yes. don't stop! Come on, we're going yeah. through. It's like oh my god, oh my god. It is the most fun. Every time I watch shows like that, I always think, what would I do in that situation? And at this point with this show, I'm like, I just get caught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at this point in time, I'm like, the stress. Oh my god. To yes. live with, like maybe it's just better to be arrested. I don't know. Like yeah. holy fuck, I was just like, oh my god. Oh. Um. But I also watched, uh, this was, a, I don't know if you watched it, but it was a, uh, another Korean horror, it was a Korean horror movie called Forget. Yeah. I think it's just called, or Forgotten. It's called Forgotten. Oh, okay. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was recommended by a friend and I was like, okay. And I won't say anything else, but I will tell you it is not, it doesn't stop. It mm-hmm. starts and it doesn't fucking stop. Like maybe the first 10 to 15 minutes is like normal people, normal family. And then it just, just fucking goes 
until it ends. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what? <laughs> but uh, the whole movie has you guessing the entire time on what the fuck is actually happening. But I'll tell you this. It's about a guy who's 21, moves to a new house with his family. His brother goes out one night, comes back, and is very different. His brother seems like he's a different person. He just seems really different. Okay. And that's what it's about. Okay. And I won't tell you anything beyond that, but it's it follows the main brother who's like, why is my brother being different? And everyone being like, he's not different. Like, everything's normal. Everything's fine. He's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. That sounds dope. Yeah. It's it's very psychological thriller, like, what the fuck is happening yeah. kind of I love a thing. That. I love I love movies like you guessing. Also... We have to recommend Coherence. <gasps> coherence. We stumbled onto that one. That was good, though. That was such a good stumble. <sighs> I don't even so know good. how we did that. No, no, I think you, we were like... You brought it up. You were like, I want to watch this. It was recommended online. You said there yeah, was a cult yeah. following. Yeah, I, I was like, what? what is something that we could... Like, what's something spooky that we can stream that we haven't heard of? And it was Coherence. And like, yeah. fuck y'all. Dinner party themed horror movies. Wild. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole new genre. And it's, it's a whole it's, genre we've it's learned. It's a whole fucking genre. Between and the invitation, mm-hmm. coherence. Uh, uh, co- I would account. Uh, What's the face mask one? The, like where they wear the animal faces? You remember? And then like there's the Australian badass. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Was that The Hunt? No, that was a different one. The Hunt did also come out, but I think that was also a dinner party one. Oh, also, uh, Hide and Seek? Ready or Not. Ready or Not, was called. I was not Hide and Seek. Not Hide and Seek. That's a different movie. I just got the titles confused. Ready or Not counts. I'm counting Ready or Not. Yeah. I'm also counting, um, it's not, it's not as good unless you're like me and just like watching people make terrible decisions that are technically games, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, uh, Would You Rather. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, Oh, yeah, I've already actually talked about that in a previous episode, so I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, I, I think we watched that together, too. We did, because yeah. I was like, I want to watch this. Will you watch it with me? Yeah. And you were like, I don't know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to get me to watch it. It wasn't movie. good, but I just wanted to know when it comes to death games, which, by the way, they came out with a new... Okay, so there's, I think it's, oh, fuck, I don't remember if it's Japanese or Korean. I'm pretty sure it's Japanese. Yeah, they came out with a Japanese cube movie that came out in 2020 and i want to watch it oh we saw that actually you saw the cube yeah the new one yes or no 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 i'm I'm thinking of the platform oh i watched the platform too platform was i think that was korean or chinese i don't know i don't think it was japanese but i watched the platform where they're like with the food yeah oh fuck me man that movie kind of fucked me up i was like what the fuck is happening yeah that was a that was a lot of that was a lot that was a lot of lot yeah. A lot of a lot of a lot. I was yeah. like, I, oh my gosh. That that one was really unique, actually. It, yeah, it was very different. Yeah. I watched that during quarantine. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, so, but stuff I watched during this spooky season. Oh my god, I watched Halloween Kills. Oh boy. It was so bad. Okay, so is that it like... It was so bad. It's a sequel to Halloween, right? Oh yeah, all of the Halloween movies are a sequel yeah. to Halloween. But basically, Halloween Kills is supposed to be, it's supposed to be set today. And uh, the main characters are the police officers from the original movie who went after Michael Myers. Hmm. And it's basically like, I guess this is spoiler territory. Essentially, (coughs) it's just, it's weird. Like, so 
in the original Halloween movie, they catch Michael Myers and arrest him. Right. And but basically, one of the cops like did something terrible when that happened. And they covered it up by blaming it on Michael Myers. Mm. Michael Myers is still an actual serial killer, but there was like an extra thing that happened that they and were like, like well, but we'll it was just put just, that on him too. Yeah, sort of a thing. Yeah. And it's just about how like it, it's it's really dumb. It's really bad. But basically, like so maybe not in the top recommendations list. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's so bad. Watch it if you're ready for just a like just you want to get drunk or something yeah. and watch a bad Halloween movie and be like, what? That's, that would be my recommendation for Malignant. Like, that's, Yeah. And, but also, buckle in. Don't eat a lot of food. Don't eat a lot of food? You'll Don't vomit? Don't food Malignant. Oh, Malignant's gory, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard it was gory. Yeah. Halloween, weirdly enough, not gory. So, here's the thing. Which I, this is, is my strange. fun fact about Halloween because I've been watching the movies that made us on Netflix and I fucking love it. <gasps> is show. it about the William Shatner mask? No, but also, okay. that part's amazing. <laughs> but also, um, they did that movie without using any blood. Like, there's no blood throughout the entire movie. You know what? You're right. Yeah. They and were, they, because they, the guy who made it was like, I don't like blood. You can't put blood in it. And he's and they're like, and it's, they're a like it's, film. it's a slasher movie. Like, he's a serial killer. And he's like, don't care. No blood. This is an evil dead, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, and they were just like, oh, okay. But, like, it opened the door because literally that's how Friday the 13th happened was because they saw Halloween and they're like, we could do that. Like, they're just looking for yeah. easy money. It was literally just these guys who were like, we can make, like, quick buck off of this shit. So I will say Halloween actively has more plot than Friday the fucking 13th. Well, that's because they did, they put, like, zero effort into it, and they're just like, it shows. Know, it'll make, like, a couple, they'll, they'll make, like, a profit on it because it's, like, what people want to see. But, like, Friday the 13th almost makes me angry, like, actually, <laughs> because, like, I had that original movie. It was just given to me as a kid. I don't know who the fuck gave it to me as a kid, but I always had the DVD, and I was always too scared to watch it because baby me was really scared of horror movies. So I waited until college, and I was like, I've had this DVD for fucking ever. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch it. And it was the original Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this movie's terrible. Yeah. Has no plot. The entire movie is just kids getting killed for no reason. For having sex. Not even. <laughs> like, maybe a couple of yeah. them dead, but for the most part, they were camp counselors opening up, like, getting the camp ready to open up for the next week for the mm-hmm. kids, so there's no kids there yet. It's just the counselors. Yeah. And it's like, how many different ways can we show people dying? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the premise. And, like, no part of it to me was, like, actually scary or anything. I'm sure, I guess if I've never seen a slasher movie in my life, it would be scary, but... The only part that scared me, to be quite honest, that, like, got me, even in a jump scare scenario, was the very last frame of the movie. Right, yeah. Which, like... Which they also talk about. Yeah. Because it took them forever to come up with that ending. Yeah, because they they had no plot! Yeah. They were just like, how are we gonna fucking end this? Which also, another one that has, like, a super fun story behind it, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. So they cut, like, eight different endings... Because the director and the producer or writer, whatever, could not fucking decide. Oh they God. could not agree on which one oh they wanted. My God. So that that like when Freddie like reaches through the glass and like 
pulls the woman inside. They used a dummy for it. And they were like, this looks awful. We can never show this to anyone. And the guy who edited it brought it to like show uh, like Warner Brothers or whatever, the studio. And his like assistant had put that ending at the end forgot like it was a bad ending yeah they like forgot they it like, was the shit ending well, because they were given like eight endings and they're like which one do you want and they were like this one and it was like a vague enough description that she picked the wrong, the wrong one. one and so she played it for them and the produce and like the people who were like the production company was like love it we love it we love it it's so good and they were just like no <laughs> the disconnection that like producers and like just people in Hollywood have with what people like is insane to me yeah. most of the time. Like, quite honestly, it I really mean, cracks me up. I don't know if it's even like, what do people like? It's what do people want to consume currently? Yeah, no, you that know? makes sense. Well, right now, that's why I think horror is going through such a huge renaissance right now is because people want to see how other people's lives are worse than theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And but also like there's a lot of social commentary in a lot of today's horror and that's very relevant and relatable to people. So I feel like it's like two sides to a coin. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like there's an escapism part where people want to be like, oh, well, like, <laughs> like almost watch other people's life be worse than yeah. theirs. And I feel like there's another where it's just like they relate to it or like what would I do in that situation mm -hmm. or I feel like this could happen to me or like for a huge example I think like Squid Game is such a huge fucking thing and I think the reason why Squid Game is big right now and maybe Alice in Borderland wasn't last year well, Alice in Borderland's actually I'm not going to compare the two simply because one is social commentary and one is a fantasy world yeah the social commentary of Squid Game is that like people are so desperate for money that they might as well not be alive. Yeah. Like, you literally are better off dead than existing in your life with all of your debt. Yeah. And that's a tragedy in and of itself. And it's the fact that we today, there's people who will watch that and be like, I probably would have gone. I probably would have done this. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do I have to lose? And it's just, like, such a strong, awful message yeah. that, like, just shows the desperation. It's up there with Parasite when it mm -hmm. comes to when it comes to commenting on, like, the state of society and economy in Korea. Yeah. But the fact that people in America can also relate to it, it's, like, it's just huge. Mm -hmm. Alice in Borderland, I think the reason why it didn't get as big as it did is because it was too fantasy. It's mm -hmm. really good, and I still highly recommend it. Especially I've been watching you, it. Especially if you love death games. Yeah. But I think it's not hitting home for people. Yeah. It's not relatable enough. Like, they don't know why they're there. Squid Game, you know exactly why you're there. Yeah. And that's, I think, the main difference. Because I was trying to figure it out. I was like, people fucking love Squid Game. Why didn't they like Alice in Borderland? They're both death games. I think they're both good. I will say, after watching a lot of uh, Alice in Borderland, there are also, there, there's aspects of it that are, like, grandiose, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, they're much bigger. Yeah, like, it's, it, it's like, a little too much, like, like yeah. you were saying, to relate to, where you're just like, well, that's way out of left field and like a little bit campy at times whereas yeah. like squeaking a little, a little anime-ish you know? yeah it's definitely, it's definitely like if it you definitely, consume anime you will love the show it's based off a manga that makes sense yeah so, so like i definitely understand that that being said if you love death game genre like i do fucking watch it it's mm -hmm. good i watch it i don't know why i'm like this but i'm like yes put everyone in a ring Make yeah. them play games and die. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I don't know so, why. <laughs> welcome to our 
TV review show. rabbit hole of like oh my god love halloween love everything that halloween's about let's talk about all the things let's talk about our true love horror movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyways um i haven't even carved a single pumpkin but that's okay i'll probably do that sunday oh fuck that was the first 28 minutes <laughs> nice all right let me just pause that moment all right so this just works now so it's like fucking cool anyways um Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go back and listen to this and be like, gold. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best to make this fucking brief, my guy. Brief history of Halloween. Let's fucking go. So, Halloween, the way we celebrate it today, well, you can thank Irish people for that, but it's also influenced by a lot of things, mostly Irish people. But we'll get there. And I'm also, I also arguably say Mexicans as well. I will fucking say that. I think the reason why skeletons are as big as a symbol as they are is because of Day of the Dead. Yeah. Because skeletons is like just the biggest fucking thing. And like, and I also have a brief history of Day of the Dead and how it's just not Halloween. It's just something fucking different. Yeah, it's very different. It doesn't even take place on October 31st. Mm-hmm. It's just a separate celebration. Um... But anyways, we're going to go back to Halloween, <laughs> which is October 31st. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, um, so <sighs> Halloween is actually shorthand for All Hallows Eve. Okay. Um, it originally had a little, like... Comma? Yeah. Apostrophe? No, apostrophe. Commas went at the bottom. Apostrophe at the top. Woof! I know grammar. It's been a long day. <laughs> Between the two E's, there actually used to be an apostrophe. Because mm-hmm. that's like, it was like shorthand for Hallow's Eve. Mm, okay. Um, so All Hallow's Eve, also known as All Halloween. And unfortunately, thanks to Christianity, All Saints Eve. Because they just mm. want to take shit and nick it theirs. Fuck it up. Sorry. <laughs> I said it. I know, we say I know, we say that a lot, but like it's look at history, man. It's true. And they rewrote everything to the point to where we don't even know real Norse mythology, and that's just sad. It's sad. Yeah, it is. It's like take away our fucking history. Oh my god, Ugh. and just rewrite it to what you want. Yeah. Absolute assholes. COVID's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not saying it's because of Christians. We're saying it's because of uh ancestral Christians yes. who wanted power and abused it and used religion to control people as well as control the state. As well as control fucking history. And those are the people we are talking about. Yes. Fuck you. So if you're a Christian person, we don't mean you. So uh, please don't hate us. I, I promise. Yeah. I'm not like... Su- we don't hate you. We, we don't promise. hate you. You're fine. Return um, the favor, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Halloween... Man, so you know like Yule became Christmas. Halloween is a little similar with All Saints Day, except that luckily they didn't actually overtake the entire holiday. We still have bits and pieces of it. That all just the goth babies rose up and were just has like, nothing to do with it. Fucking not. Yeah, nineteen eighty Wiccans were like, no, mm-hmm. no. So um, many consider the roots of Halloween to originate from Samhain, which Samhain is not spelled how it sounds. Uh, I forever thought it was Samhain. Mm-hmm. Or Samhain. Um, so if you see a word that's S-A-M-H-A-I-N, just know it's pronounced Samhain. 
Um, it's a Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest and the beginning of the darker half of the year. Um, Samhain has many pagan roots. We fucking know that. <laughs> um, the Christians showed up and were like, mm, we need you to assimilate into us. So we're taking all of your holidays and we're making them our holidays. Um, the first time the Christians did this was in the 5th century. One of their popes was like, yeah, you know All Saints Day, which, by the way, what All Saints Day is, it's just a day where, so saints typically have, like, a feast day. There's, like, a day of the year where you celebrate a very specific saint with a little feast, and you mm-hmm. do, like, a little thing that they like, and you're like, cool. It's kind of like appeasing gods. Like, think, right. think of it like that, or, yeah. like, just worshiping different gods on different god days. Only they're way less interesting than Greek mythology. Yeah. But we won't go there. We won't go there. So, um... <laughs> I mean, maybe they were at the time. Maybe they had different stories. I don't fucking know. Um, to, like, make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't They're know. like, no, ours are cool, too. They mostly controlled people with fear, not intriguing stories, but that's fine. Um, all Saints Day is all the other saints. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, this day, there's all those other saints that don't have their own day. Well, this is the day we just celebrate all of those at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took that into a three-day celebration. With All Saints Eve, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day. So it's October 31st, November 1st, November 1st, November 2nd. Because mm-hmm. Samhain originally was a three-day celebration. Mm. So they were like, how do we make this work for us? <laughs> um, so uh, it officially, All Saints Day, 5th century, you know, Pope Boniface was like, yeah. And then another pope was like, "No, we're gonna move it. We're gonna move it back to May thirteenth. We like we like spring." And then in the ninth century, a few centuries later, Pope Gregory was like, "No, no, 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 no. October thirty first was good. We actually like that one, and we're gonna pick that one instead. The other one's too close to Easter, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just kind of how they tried to balance the year. I fucking guess. Um, All Souls Day is actually mostly." celebrated in its own unique way in Spain. And that's another little thing I'll probably get into later for like half a second. So I want to get into how Samhain is traditionally celebrated. So um, Gaelic Samhain is traditionally celebrated with a big bonfire and everyone brings harvested food for a feast and they do ritual animal sacrifices, which like I think saying shit like that is so fucking hypocritical because everyone, everyone for centuries, had to kill farm animals to eat them. Mm-hmm. Why is all of a sudden doing it during, like, a harvest festival, a sacrifice? Like, I don't know. I feel like they put the word sacrifice on it to kind of, like, down, like, to make it sound worse than it yeah, was. I was sure. like, this to, like, is- change the opinion of it. Where it's like, they're yeah. not being... I'm like, uh, you slaughter animals every day, you fucking hypocrite. What do you mean? They're doing animal sacrifices. How awful and horrible. And I'm like, you literally raise, like, chickens, cows, and sheep for, like, for that ever for that purpose. You just don't call it a sacrifice. You yeah. just eat it and pray to God, thanks for the food. Also, the difference between a sacrifice and, like, just hunting to eat is, like, you I don't like you don't the eat sacrifice, the sacrifice. Yeah, you don't eat the sacrifice. It, does, you, it serves like, no you, purpose you other than being food. dead. Like you kill it to appease something <sighs> instead of consume it. Right, and so on Samhain they like if there were animal sacrifices to any gods or whatever, like that's not really described anywhere. I think that I, I personally am of the opinion because I'm not a fucking historian that they were killing these animals to eat them. Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's just, I think, and I think they're trying to paint it to sound more ritualistic and more, like, savage or whatever. Right. Um, that's my personal opinion. Come at me with whatever you want. Go for it. Um, so anyways, uh, so there's some parts where I'm interested to know just how, because again, since Christians rewrite history so much, I read parts of this and wonder which was real and which was like exaggerated. Yeah. So I got a lot of this from like history.com. You can really take it or leave it, to be honest, because the problem with Samhain is that it wasn't super like written down it's kind of like these traditions a lot of times are passed down through physical practice and speech and stuff so you just kind of really have to take historians word for it on a lot of it yeah and what we learned with Norse mythology is like it could just be straight up inaccurate yeah um especially since it's been thousands of fucking years um two thousand years really for a Samhain maybe three but more closer to two um because uh like 1500 is when they were like no we don't like this Mm -hmm. so uh yeah maybe you celebrate you sacrifice animals i don't know um do 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 sorry i need lost where i was Uh, okay yeah animal sacrifices uh you dress up in costumes using animal heads and skins and you tell stories around the fire um you have fun and you also can try to tell each other's fortunes that was a thing that was practiced and still is it's um been added on because we're unsure if this was actually the belief at the time that the barrier uh of the physical world and the spiritual world are broken and that spirits can enter and come back freely allowing humans to be able to interact with those on the other side Mm-hmm. Especially more easily because they're more accessible. Um, supposedly, apparently, which I I probably believe this. The way you light the bon bean, please. The way you light the bonfire is with a wheel and friction. The wheel represents the sun, um, and uh, you're supposed to take a little bit of the bonfire flame back home to relight your hearth. Hmm. As like you all share the flame of the sun. It's like supposed to, you know, you know. <coughs> It's just nice. So, um, sorry. So, early texts, which they didn't specify what texts. I have no idea what texts they're referring to, but they say our early texts uh, presents Samhain as a mandatory celebration the last three days and nights. Failure to participate meant punishment by the gods, usually illness or death. Apparently, there was also a military aspect to Samhain in Ireland where soldiers got little thrones, and anyone who committed a crime or used a weapon during this uh, celebration was sentenced to death. Uh, so, um... That's extreme. That's pretty fucking extreme. This part, though, I totally buy, just considering Gaelic and Celtic people, is, um... Due to the fact that they believed that the barrier between the physical and spiritual world was just gone or thinner, they didn't want to piss off the fairies and the mystical creatures in the area. Fairies are a huge fucking thing. Mm. Or the sheeds, I think, is how it's also called. S-I-D-H-S. So they would leave offerings outside villages and and in fields to appease the fairies. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. 
It was expected that ancestors might cross over during this time as well, and Celts would dress as animals and monsters in different costumes so that the fairies would not attempt to kidnap them. They're Mm. trying to ward off anything bad that might be like, oh, like, you're just a dead person who's trying to cross over and like i'll take you and it's just like no 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 i'm a monster you don't want me yeah. i'm a skill wrong one <laughs> i'm the wrong person um because they were just confused uh so there's actually some specific monsters uh associated with mythology surrounding Samhain, and i think that's fucking cool including a shape-shifting creature called a puka that receives harvest offerings from the field there's the Lady Gwyn is a headless woman dressed in white who chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig. Interesting. So we have our we have another lady in white. Yeah. Like hunting down like lonely people. That's just a thing in our world, I guess. Um, there's the Dullahan, sometimes appeared as impish creatures, sometimes headless men on horses who carried their heads, part of where the headless like, horse yeah. men came from. Like Sleepy Hollow. Uh, riding flame-eyed horses, Sleepy Hollow. Their appearances was a death omen to anyone who encountered them. Mm. Um, and then there's a group of hunters known as the Fairy Host, might also hunt Samhain and, like, people who celebrate Samhain and kidnap people. Um um, sorry, they haunt, not hunt. They haunt Samhain and kidnap people. Um, similar are the sloth, who would come from the west to enter houses and steal souls. Huh. There's a lot of things to be wary of. So you really wanted to celebrate this time period and appease them and just give them what they want. So they and leave you the dress fuck up alone. As something you weren't to get yeah. them to leave you alone. Be in a costume. Yep. Be a sheep. Be anything. Just yeah. put on your fucking animal mask and be done with it. Um, so as the Middle Ages progressed, so did the celebrations of these fire festivals, bonfires known as, I just want to read it as shenanigans, Sam Hannigans, yeah. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure this is where the word shenanigan comes from. Yeah, for sure. Which is uh, more personal Samhain fires near the farms became a tradition um, to protect families from fairies and witches. Mm-hmm. So they also believed witches were part of this because witches were evil. Um, they carved turnips called jack-o'-lanterns began to appear. So uh, the jack-o'-lantern turned into a pumpkin later on when the Irish were like, these are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, pumpkin's cooler. Yeah. We were going to do that. Also, pumpkins, in my opinion, are kind of more head-shaped. Oh, turnip, I guess, kind so, of wait, is. So they were using turnips instead of... Turnips, and you can look this up. OG turnip jack-o'-lanterns are creepy as fuck. I'm about to look this up They're so fucking creepy. But the original jack-o'-lantern was a turnip and not a pumpkin. They're now pumpkins. Thank you, Irish. Yep, that's that's it. (gasps) Oh. Terrifying. Souls of the damned and nothing. awful. Hate it. Love it. Hate it. That, That first one. Fuck that guy. Fuck this guy. Yeah, that... They literally went out of their way to make fucking teeth. They do a jack lantern too, man. They got little teeth. Like, that thing? Hell ah, no. that's awful. It's like a mummified S- head. Yeah. So, in Wales, men tossed burning wood at each other in violent games and set off fireworks. Because <laughs> wow. it's Wales, and that's what you fucking do. Oh, my God. In Northern England, men uh, paraded with noisemakers. Because mm. England. <laughs> Those so, Hannigans. I know. There's also the tradition of dumb supper. 
which I just like the name, um, began during this time, during the Middle Ages, um, which food was consumed um, by people who celebrate Samhain, but only after inviting their ancestors to join in, which hmm. is honestly very similar to me to um, Dia de los Muertos. Uh, so giving the families a chance to interact with the spirits of their ancestors until the ancestors uh, left following dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so children would play games to entertain the dead, while adults would update the dead on the past year's news and events and mm-hmm. just what was happening. Um, that night, doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left for them. So... There's various ways to celebrate Samhain. People clearly kept coming up with their own traditions yeah, over like, the years. Yeah, like, but this, and then this, and but then, then also this. this. But there's monsters, but really it's like our dead and our ancestors. And I think a lot of that came from uh, uh, Souls Day, the Christianity thing, because they were like, oh, this is, we're celebrating the dead saints and having a feast for them. But All Souls Day is supposed to be celebrating your own family and ancestors. So mm-hmm. I think it just sort of kind of got all Group together. Group together. They're like, why can't we have everything? Yep. So um, Halloween in America came over in the 19th century, 1800s, uh, with Irish immigrants. Um, so uh, trick-or-treating is said to be derived from an ancient Irish and Scottish practices in the nights leading up to Samhain in Ireland. Mumming was what it was called for some reason. was a practice of putting on costumes, going door-to-door, and singing songs to the dead. And cakes were given as payment. So it's like very much like caroling. Yeah, and I think that's also part of where Mary Lude comes from in Wales. I think it's a similar thing because like it's a horse school with all these adornments and they go house to house and they're supposed to, you're supposed to invite them in and give them your food and Mm -hmm. it's like a, everyone's drunk and has a good time. But I believe that they took the idea of the Mary Lude like creating their own like cryptid fairy whatever as an excuse to go door to door and get free shit mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like mumming i guess um halloween pranks also have a tradition in Samhain. um through the in the ancient celebration tricks were typically blamed on fairies so mm. people would play tricks on each other a lot during this time and period be like, the fairies and be like it was the fairies <laughs> yeah and it's just like a cute thing oh that's um, precious so that's where the tricks and the treats come from. The tricks come from blaming the fairies on the tricks, so you would people would pull pranks on each other. And the treats came from mumming where you would go house to house caroling and get cake. Hmm. Um so in nineteen eighties is when Wiccans were like, Samhain sounds really cool and this aesthetic as fuck. So this is this is ours now too now. We're reclaiming it and we celebrate it now. We're bringing this back. Um, so I wanted to go into a little bit, uh, oh yeah, All Souls Day. So, uh, medieval Spain was really into All Souls Day. And this actually ties into Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. Because they had their own blend of culturalizing because, you know, the colonizers came over to, um, South America and... Mexico and everything, and we're like, hey, you're Christian now. And they yeah. were like, what? <laughs> um, so in medieval Spain, people would bring wine and spirit bread, which is something that is uh, uh, pan de animas, which is also something that was made for Dia de los, uh, Dia de los Muertos um, to the graves of their loved ones. 
on All Souls Day, they would cover graves with flowers and light candles to eliminate the dead souls way back to their homes on Earth. In the 16th century, Spanish conquistadors brought such traditions with them to the New World, along with a darker view of death influenced by the devastation of the bubonic plague. Mm. So they were a little goth about it. Um, so Dia de los Muertos is uh, thought as a Mexican version of Halloween, but it's just not. It's two different things. Um, the, the, the root, root, roots of Day of the Dead uh, celebrated today um, go back 3,000 years ago, Jeez. actually, um, to the rituals honoring the dead in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, the Aztecs and other Nahua people living in what is now central Mexico held a cyclical view of the universe and saw death as an integral, integral ever-present part of life. Upon dying, a person was believed to travel to... Fuck me up, fam. I did not look up the pronunciations. Chi... What is it? I don't know it. Chi Kunamitiklan. Oh, no. Travel to a place. Yeah. Land of the dead. Only after getting through nine challenging levels, a journey of several years, could the person's soul finally reach Mictlan, the final resting place. Hmm. In Nua uh, Nahua rituals honoring the dead, traditionally held in August, family members provided food, water, and tools to aid the deceased in this difficult journey. This inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice in which people leave food or offerings to their loved ones' graves or set them out on makeshift altars called um, ofrendas in their homes, which is like they have all the pictures of their dead and like descending order of right. their ancestry with mm-hmm. the food and flowers and everything. Um, so uh, it's really to celebrate your ancestors and loved ones who have passed away so during which is now celebrated in october instead of august because of all saints day with the conquistadors they were like october november Mm -hmm. stuff so they were like okay this is an october thing now um fall in general really so on the day of the dead it is believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolve Mm -hmm. and that they cross over and the same fucking thing as Samhain. Um, so during this brief period, the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, and play music with their loved ones. And turn the, they just have a big fucking party. And turn, Time to turn up. Mm-hmm. Good. Ooh. So in turn, the living family members treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations and leave the deceased's favorite foods and other offerings at grave sites or on the ofrendas built in their homes. The most prominent symbols to the dead are... Calacas, skeletons, and calaveras, skulls. In the early 20th century, the printer and cartoonist Jose Guadalupe Posado incorporated skeletal figures in his art, mocking politicians and commenting on revolutionary politics. His most well-known work is La Calavera Katrina, or Elegant Skull, features a female skeleton adorned with makeup. And dressed in fancy clothes. Mm. And that's where we get the sugar school look. Right. This is from this cartoonist. In 1910, the 1910 etching 
was intended as a statement about Mexicans adopting European fashions over their own heritage and traditions. Mm. La Calavera Katrina was then adopted as one of the most recognizable Day of the Dead icons. Mm -hmm. Uh, So during contemporary Day of the Dead festivals, people wear skull masks, eat sugar candy molded in the shape of skulls. Sugar skull. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Pandi Animas of All Saints, All Souls Day rituals in Spain is reflected in Pan de Muerto, the traditional sweet baked good of the Day of the Dead celebration. Mm. And that is my brief history on Halloween and Day of the Dead today, because I find them interesting, because it's all cultural melding. Yeah, it's like one thing takes this, and then the other takes this, and they all take yep. this, and then it's they, it just gets combined into... I don't think I restarted the timer. Uh-oh. So I'm going to check that. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. All right, restarting. Okay. Let me pull my shit up. Yeah, I hope that was quick enough. Oh, yeah. That was good. Sick. Oh, it's only 1020. Fuck yeah. All right. So, I, I was like, I'm going to try to blow through this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. All right. Sorry. It's going to just... So you have movie recs? Yeah. So I, I was really trying to think about... I mean, honestly, I think what we did, like, at the start of the episode That's really sums right. it up because it's just like... <laughs> When I think about Halloween, I obviously think about trick-or-treating and I think about Halloween parties, but like a big part of what I think about, and I don't know if this is me personally or everybody, but I think about the movies that I want to see and like what's coming out on TV and, you know, what's going to be spooky this season, like what's going to step it up, you know? And so I thought it might be cool to give out some recommendations, but I didn't want to keep it that simple. I didn't want to like spout just my suggestions for you Mm -hmm. um so i did an extra layer on top of that and i'm giving you recommendations of movies that are creepy and they're like well known as like some of the scariest stuff but they're also based on true events oh so call me yeah exactly like you know i'm in there let's do it what do you got okay so i don't know how many of these i've seen i've seen a lot. So I imagine you have two. <laughs> but there's definitely some on here that I don't remember. Okay. Um, or haven't seen. Or like want to rewatch. Right. And I'll also tell you where you can watch them too. I will say I've actually never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. You should watch it. I know. It's it. so old now that I'm just like, I should just fucking watch it. It's going to be campy, I mean, considering how old it is. But it really was a very good movie. Um, especially for the time. So it's available, which is um, first on my list, actually. Um, it's number seven. It, it, there's no ranking. It's uh, Here's a list. <laughs> just a Which list is, in, no list. in no particular order. Here's my list. And, and I think this one is interesting that it is based off of true events because it is a nightmare on, on Elm Street, which for those of you who have not seen it. So... You continue. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait. No, I'm curious. What? So did you did you read that book that I gave you about? I started it. Okay, because there's the girl. Okay, so they included Nightmare on Elm Street. Did they? Because it's based on real events. Right. So it was like kind of the 
idea, but they left that particular girl's past, like, real fucking vague. They Mm -hmm. were just like, it's so fucked up. I'm amazed she's, like, an okay person. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's on HBO if you want to watch it. Um, it's about demons killing people in their sleep. Um, but it was inspired by something pretty terrifying. So, director Wes Craven came up with the idea for Nightmare on Elm Street after reading an article in the LA Times about a family who survived the Cambodia killing fields. Um, Though the family escaped to America, their youngest boy had recurring nightmares about something chasing him. And because of this, he would try to stay awake for days at a time. When he fell asleep, he screamed throughout the night, but by the time his family came to his aid, he was dead. This terrible incident became the premise of the movie. So this boy, like escaping a super traumatic event, would have these awful nightmares that like scared him to the point of heart attack i feel the need to explain what the cambodian killing fields are yeah please do do because i don't actually know i was hoping you would know oh okay i've heard of it i didn't know what it was um i can look i can look at summary yeah hold on i would say because i know i know i've heard of it Mm -hmm. and i know it's really bad cambodian killing fields Okay, the killing fields are a number of sites in Cambodia where collectively more than a million people were killed and buried by Khmer Rouge regime, the Communist Party of Kampuchea, during its rule of the country from 1975 to 1979, immediately after the end of the Cambodian Civil War. The mass killings are widely regarded as part of a broad state-sponsored genocide. So they escaped mass genocide. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have some nightmares after that. Yeah, definitely. Oh! Uh, so, I, I just thought that was interesting that it was based off of a semi... I mean, very, it's like a yeah, loose base. Yeah, well, on. I thought it was based on the idea of, like, sort of if you die in your sleep, you die in real life. Yeah. Kind of idea, but I'm now wondering as a kid if that concept came from Nightmare on Elm Street. Potentially. Because that movie came out before I was born. Yeah. I mean, that... And it's... Because you always hear that. If you die in your sleep, you die in real life. Well, by the way, I've died in my sleep, and here I fucking am. Like, I died in my dream, not in my sleep, obviously. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I meant to say. I meant to say I died in my dream. Yeah. Fuck me up. I mean, it's it's a... It was an interesting concept. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely an interesting concept. Um, so another one on here, I think I, I would be remiss not to mention this one, is Amityville Horror. Which we had a whole episode on. Yeah. So but we can do, yeah. It's going to be very brief. Still go over it. Yes. Still go over it. Not every, just because you listen to our podcast doesn't mean you listen to every fucking episode. Exactly. Um, this one again, available on HBO Max. They're really pumping them out this year. You can also listen to our Haunted Houses episode. Mm-hmm. We talk about it there in extreme detail. Yes. Yeah, so if you want more than this, go get the goods. Um, but the Amityville 4, um, Amityville 4. 4. I heard that. Yeah. I was like, wait. Amityville Horror it comes out, it came out in 1979. Um, and it also has a 2005 remake, which I think was Ryan Reynolds, now that I'm thinking it. About was it was Ryan Reynolds, and it wasn't good. Yeah. I remember it very much not being good, but the, then I, like, my brain was just like, also it was Ryan Reynolds. The <laughs> only scary why. part was the babysitter closet scene. Yeah. But also, I don't know if you saw the house today. They remodeled it. They got rid of the iconic eye windows. Well, that's kind of, I, ugh, I get like it, but waste. like, come on. Yeah. Um, all right, so it's about a young couple who move into a new home with three children. 
um, and they know that the house has had a tragic past. Uh, the previous owner had murdered his entire family while living there. That was the previous owner's son murdered everyone while living there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just by the way, it was it was their son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not that it's super matters. Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt you. No, you're good. <laughs> um, so the movie is based off of a true story, even though there's been. There's been people go back and forth on, like, what parts are true, which parts are not, but... Yeah, also, the Warrens are skeptical. That's a whole separate thing. Yeah. So, Jay Anson interviewed the couple, um, and the book that Anson wrote is considered more accurate than the movie version that was rewritten from the book. So, the movie apparently took a little too many liberties with its source material, but the truth remains that the couple and the children were haunted throughout their month living in the house. So... It's still spooky. Honestly, if you're going to watch it, I definitely recommend the 1979 version. I still say they were haunted because they used their fucking furniture. They actively kept the bed frames that mm-hmm. people were shot and killed on. Yeah. Like, there's. The fuck? I. Look, you can be skeptical all you want, but there's bad juju and some shit. Yeah, man. And, like, mm-hmm. I just. But there is a lot of weird shit surrounding that entire case. Like, the fact that this guy used a shotgun to kill his whole family and it didn't wake a single person makes no fucking sense. Mm -hmm. Or was it a shotgun or uh, just like a high-caliber pistol? It was a high-caliber pistol. Fuck, it was a rifle. Fuck me. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a rifle. But basically, the idea was that it was a gun and it's loud and there wasn't a silencer. That's the main takeaway is that it was a loud-ass fucking gun. Not a single person woke up, not even the dog. Yeah. That's what made it feel so demonic. Well, yeah. Yeah. Where there's like this extra layer of creepy Yeah, it's like how does that not – Wait, how does that not happen? anybody? Yeah, and you kill five people. Mm-hmm. That's five different gunshots. Yeah, like the the neighbor's dog didn't even bark. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, there's some demonic shit. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So next one also on HBO. Pretty much, I, it sounds like most of these are just going to be HBO. Okay. But um, The Conjuring, which is easily one of my favorite movies. I I need to rewatch it. I think. Really? I wasn't crazy about it. I felt like, oh, like, okay, so first of all, when I saw it in theaters, I was wasted. So that was probably mistaken number yeah, one. That probably had a big influence on it. I was it. very scared and very, like, mm-hmm. and then I watched it again later and was like, it's a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about it didn't, like, resonate with me. Yeah. But now I'll watch it again and feel so different about it, knowing more about the Warrens. Yeah. So... Like Katie was saying, it's about uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren's, one of their many cases. Um, And the movies in all of these, all of the Ed Warren and Ed and Lorraine Warren films are all based off of true stories. Like you have The Conjuring, The Nun. Annabelle. Annabelle. Like all these are based off of true life events, which I think adds to the layer of creepiness. I don't want to know the true life event of The Nun. Actually, because yeah. that one is interesting. While I didn't care for that movie, a s- story of something like that happening in real life is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, first movie, Conjuring, follows them as they help to or as they go to help the parent family survive a paranormal haunting haunting in their farmhouse. 
Um, the haunting began almost immediately after the Perrin family moved in without any information about the dark and tragic history of the house. The real estate in, um, esta- real estate apparent agent. The real estate agent apparently knew the history but didn't tell the family. Which I think is illegal now, right? Yeah. If, if there's yeah. a murder in a house, you legally have to tell them. Yeah. Um, and so the uh, <laughs> doesn't disclose anything and just tells them maybe leave the lights on at night. Really? Yeah. And uh, oh my <laughs> fucking god! So this poor family, um, they're just hearing all these creaks, door slamming, whispers in the night, like scratching sounds. All of this is happening to this poor family, so they bring in Lorraine and Ed to clear it out. And, I mean, obviously the movie takes some liberties, but the story in general is based off of true events, which I find very, very creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. Man, I just, I have, I have a friend, a new friend that I've made who I learned sleeps with earplugs every night because they just hear their name being whispered all night, every night, and they've heard this almost their whole lives. Mm. Like, since they were, like, it started when they were a teen, and to the point where they couldn't sleep at night and would get so scared, and so now that they, like, like, they've told me a lot of stories about how it seems like some sort of entity is just sort of following them, mm-hmm. but doesn't seem to want to hurt her, just seems curious and is attached. So, like, the main thing is that YouTube videos will randomly play in the middle of the night. Like, the laptop that was off will be on, and a video will be randomly playing, mm-hmm. and they'll have to get up and turn it off. But the main thing was her hearing her name being whispered throughout the night in her ear. So she sleeps with earplugs and sleeps fine now. And I was like, Ugh. this is fucking terrifying. Holy shit, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter where she goes. It's every night. I'm like, shit, <laughs> so fucking sorry like yeah, I, I could i could not handle that oh my god i could yeah handle that's that. ugh. Ugh. oh my god i'd call like so many so eerie. i would call i would call everyone i'd be like come close but my house at a certain point yeah. like you get used to it i guess i mean i guess after a certain point you realize it's not gonna hurt you it doesn't yeah. feel threatening and it just becomes annoying yeah but like fuck me dude also, like, there's if you play with it too much, it could go from annoying to. She goes out of her way to try to like act like everything's normal and she doesn't notice anything weird. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do, you know. If you feel like you're being haunted or an right. entity, like you're not supposed to like don't acknowledge feed the fear. it. Yeah, don't feed the fear. Don't acknowledge it. Don't interact with it. Don't make it seem real to you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she goes out of her way to like act like. Small, minor inconveniences. And I'm yeah. just like, ah, this sounds like a daily basis thing, and I'm really sorry. Yeah, really. Um, okay, this next one is another one of my close favorites. Okay. It is called Possession. Did you ever see that? No, actually. It, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, it's directed by Sam Raimi, who did, like, The Evil Dead. Oh. Spider-Man 3. I think I've heard of The Possession, but I, I don't. I don't think I ever heard if it was good or bad. I think I've just heard of it. Personally, I think it's fantastic. When did it come out? Um, does it say on here? It was in the 2000s. It's relatively recent. 2012. 2012. Okay, okay. So 2012. That was around. That was around the time I was like 
I might watch horror movies, mm-hmm. but like I'm still kind of scared of them. This is one that I saw in theaters, and while this one is like less in your face, spooky jump scare horror, it I think is one of the first films to really pull off like eerie, creepy, subtle horror. Okay. And then it just grows, as you can imagine, throughout the film. Horror did take a break for a minute there from, like, 2009 to, like, 2013, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the movies that were made just weren't as big. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, to be fair, Conjuring came out, like, what, 2013? Uh, Conjuring was, let's double check. It was... Wow, this list was long. It's a very long list. 2013, so it was a year later. Yeah, it was a year later. I know my years. Mm-hmm. This is how I kind of. That's how I know my life. Because <laughs> I'm like, what happened this year? Basically, oh yeah, this, this, this. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. So uh, the possession is like, it's loosely based on a true story, um, and it's about a haunted wine cabinet or. <laughs> what? Uh, so it's not what it sounds like. It's not like a giant cabinet. It's, like an um, Indian in the cupboard. Right. <laughs> no, it's like. Um, so there's a. It's called a Dubuk box. A Dubuk box. Um, Use this word? Dubuk. I've seen that word. So it's this antique wooden box, basically. Yeah. And it's relatively small. It's not like a cabinet that, you, that you're that you picturing. Yeah. Um, but. So Dubuk means a malicious possessing spirit. So that's where I've heard that word before. Yeah. I was like, isn't that a monster? Yeah. So um, she finds in the movie, she finds it at a yard sale. She's drawn to it. I see now. Yeah. But she thinks it's like a wine box. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's it's just, so she doesn't think of it as anything in particular. It's literally just, she's at a yard sale and like, without giving any spoilers, this young girl we'll put grapes on it. That makes is sense. drawn to it. She's just like, I want this. Like, this is the thing that I need to bring home. Um, yeah, it makes sense. There's, there's grapes on it. Yeah. Um, and it uh, it doesn't go so well when she brings it home is what happens. So um, the real story is that it was a box that was sold on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when people got it, strange, spooky things started happening. Like the dolls. Yeah. Yeah. So the cast and crew of this film also started getting, like, supernatural things happening to them. Ah, fuck. Which was, like, on set, there would be exploding light bulbs for no reason. Oh, my God. There'd be, like, chilly drafts coming through the set, like, when a cl- in, like, a closed-off area. Um, there would be a mysterious fire with no source that, like, just destroyed some of the props. So... That one, I I very highly recommend The Possession if you haven't seen it. I don't think, I think it flew under the radar, which I, it shouldn't have, because it's very, very well done. And yeah, I feel like horror just wasn't as big in 2012. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, people didn't, they were just kind of testing things out at that point, I feel like. Yeah. Coming out of, like, the Japanese horror era. Yeah, the whole, like, The Ring, The Grudge, mm-hmm. and, like, and there's so many possession movies in the yeah. 2000s. I think by exactly. the time we got to 2012, people were like, we're done. We had well, the Exorcism of it. Emily Rose. Yeah. We had, like, 
a few others I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. No, and that was definitely part of the problem because it was just like, oh, well, we've seen this, we've seen this, we've seen this. And Possession was one that came out like in that time. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, not this again. But it really deserves more credit because it's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. As I was to say, so Dubuque, uh, a Dubuque box is a wine cabinet. But it's like a small, like when I visually, like without, if you can't, if you're not watching us, like it is, um, it's like, which that was in 2003, by the way, that this happened. Yeah. I just, sorry, I'm on the, I'm now on the Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, wait, I gotta know more. Yeah. Um, But it's like, it's a little bit tall and like slightly wide. It's not like what you would think of when you think of like cabinets with shelves and stuff, but it's like a little um, mini armoire, I guess. Yeah, there is a dude though who claimed that he fabricated the entire story and that it's not actually haunted. Like the guy who posted it to eBay was like, yeah, the creepy carvings, I did that. Like it didn't come that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, knows? you never know. Um, Sorry, okay. I, only, I only say that because I, but yeah, especially it's contained a malicious spirit of a Dibuk, which is a Yiddish, mm-hmm. Jewish evil spirit. Um, so it's a dislocated soul of a dead person. Um, so there's three more I want to mention. Okay. Uh, and I know this is probably going to bug you a little bit. Oh my God, okay. One of them on here that's based off of true events is The Strangers. That one really? Yeah. That one's based on real events? Yeah. Fuck me, man. That movie, sca- that movie literally fucked with me. Yeah, that was a, it's a loose interpretation. Like, The Strangers is a more extreme. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's a very unsettling movie, as Katie can tell you. The way it was filmed, just, oh, uh, it was so good, but so fucking scary. And, like, 16-year-old me was not fucking ready. It, yeah. I just wasn't fucking ready. I didn't actually want to watch it. I just happened to be with a group of kids who all really wanted to watch it, and I had to pretend I was into horror to fit in. Uh, I literally went to a movie with that girl, like a, like another version of you, and she spent literally the entire time on her phone just typing her every thought, like as a oh, way to no, distract her. This where she's girl. just like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is happening? This is fucking awful." Okay, everything's fine. I have popcorn now. Popcorn okay, tree. And like I we read it all together <laughs> afterwards. I'm like. I love you. This is amazing. Okay, I didn't do that, but that's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's um, really funny. So, everyone fears being home alone. Everyone fears experiencing home invasion by strangers. So, this movie was just like, let's capitalize on that. Yeah, actually. It's the fact that they did it for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, what makes it interesting is that the true, the true events that inspired this were lived by the director. So when he was a little boy, he lived in a secluded neighborhood with very few surrounding houses, and he and his little sister were home alone when strangers knocked on the door looking for someone who didn't live at their residence. Um, and then they later found out that these strangers were breaking into people's houses, like <gasps> just going around and breaking in, especially if nobody answered the door. So since they answered the door... They were okay. They were okay, but in, in the, the Strangers, movie, it was the opposite. They were like, why did you do this? You were home. Yeah. Was the idea. Fuck me, So he took dude. it and like kind of turned it on its head. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Well, the most terrifying part to me is the idea, again, like I said in another episode, I don't remember which episode, 
the idea of like people living in your house and you don't know about it is just the fact that someone's just in the background because yeah. like the way this changes is films there's a lot of wide establishing wide shots and i don't think there's even music indicating because sometimes in movies if a horror thing happens there's like a, a violin sound yeah. like something to indicate a spooky thing happened i don't even think there was that I know there was no music. That was part of the appeal. There is no fucking music. There just was a person in the background and they just walked in the hallway and left. Like just, they were just there and either you caught it or you didn't. And like, that's what really fucked with me about that fucking movie is that they were there the whole time and they fuck with you with the idea of like, you put your phone on the table, but then it ends up on the couch. And yeah. you're like, I don't remember putting it there, but maybe I'm misremembering It's like these it. little subtle things that are just just off enough to make you uncomfortable. And then you don't... It's very... Honestly, in this article, they call it unsettling, and I, that's it's exactly very how very unsettling. It. Like, there's just so much about it that they do on purpose to fuck with you, and that's why that movie fucked with me, especially as a teen. Like, I was, like, as a, as a baby, like... The movie Halloween, like, haunted me when I was, like, 12. Like, that movie was so old and should not have scared me as much as it did, Mm -hmm. but it fucking did. Like, I couldn't sleep over the movie Halloween. And it's a similar concept of, like, why is he killing everybody? I don't know. Mm -hmm. He just is. Which I tried really hard to look into the lore of Halloween without actually watching all of the movies. And my favorite theory is that the reason why Michael Myers, at six years old, killed his sister on Halloween is because she didn't take him trick-or-treating like she promised, mm. and he was mad. Yeah. It was the idea that he's just a psychopath, and that was just, like, a break for him. Like, yeah. he really wanted to go trick-or-treating. And that she, was the final straw. And she, and she chose to hook up with her boyfriend instead, and so he was like, well, I'm you mad. Asked for this. I'm mad. You gotta die now. And I just yeah. think that's great. That's Rob Zombie's version, and I think that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. There's a there's other Halloween movies, the non Rob Zombie Halloween movies, where it's like not about a psychopath. It's uh, it's like this long line of history where uh, their family actually descends from some crazy ass like old native like ritual where it's like. Someone in their family is born, and on Halloween night, they have, like, magical powers, and that's why they're immortal, but the mm-hmm. issue is that they're compelled to have to sacrifice and kill their family, and that's how you appease that, like, god or whatever. It's like this whole crazy-ass, yeah. fucking insane shit. It's crazy how, like, sequels a- to horror movies are just like, let's go more And it's supposed top. to explain how he's, like, seemingly Im- immortal, and that's part of why the most recent Halloween Kills movie bothers me is because it includes neither of those mm-hmm. ideas. It it basically is like... Well, obviously, because- Halloween and, like, Friday the 13th and... Well, maybe not Nightmare on Elm Street, but, like, Halloween, Friday the 13th is, like, a game of hot potato. Yeah. Where, like, you just toss it to someone else and then they do, like, their thing with it. And then they, they toss, toss it, it to again. someone else and they're like, okay, well, now it's this. And then, you know... Yeah, and, like, that's really how Halloween's been, which is so inconsistent and, like, kind of annoying. The most recent one, like, there's a whole part of the movie that they literally shot it and modeled it after the siege on the Capitol. Like, I'm not even kidding. Uh. Like, they actively tried to, like, in their own way, recreate that, and I'm, like... Thanks, I hate it. Thanks. This mm. was terrible. And it was, like, almost this idea that, like, Michael Myers is immortal and horrible because people 
are horrible and like let it happen i don't know it like didn't even make sense it was stupid (laughs) all right so last one i'm going to mention on this list but i do have one more honorable mention okay that isn't based on true events okay it's just gonna be my personal suggestion so last one Exorcism of Emily Rose. X, that's a good movie. It I is. saw that movie. I was, I like I said, terrified of horror movies. I saw that movie in theater twice when I was thirteen. Yeah, it's a good one. It, it's on stars, so it's not unless you have stars. It's not as accessible. I feel I like still don't like three a.m. Yeah, me out, creeps me out. Same, especially if I wake up around that time. Fuck no. So a lot of people thought it's fiction. It's not. It's based on a true story about a girl named Annalise Michelle. When Annalise was in her teenage years, she found herself blacking out in a trance-like state. And in this trance-like state, it's slowly evolved into things like nightmares um, that included convulsions, wetting the bed, scary growling. And according to Annalise herself, she was possessed by five demons who would fight amongst one another to have power over her body. Oh, my God. So it's literally something that, like, the person who experienced it is like... I remember this shit. It's, yeah. Okay, I'm going to pause you for a moment because I once again forgot a timer. It's still going with two minutes left. I'm killing it. Nice. All right. All right. Last one. Okay, last one. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Set timer for 28 minutes. I doubt doubt we'll need that many, but yeah. Just to be safe. Okay. All right. So, last movie. So, Emily Rose, great one. Go see it. My personal recommendation, and it's going to sound stupid, but I need you guys to trust me, is Ouija 2. Ouija 2! I saw that movie! It was actually good! It is scary as shit. It scared the shit out of me. It's fucking horrifying. Ouija 1? No. Don't bad. leave it alone. You don't need it. You don't need to watch it. There's like really a little don't. subtle hints here and there in Ouija 2, but like you can piece it together. If you've seen any horror movie ever. Ouija 2 is a prequel. Yeah, so Ouija you 2 is a prequel. You straight up don't need Ouija 1. Yeah, like you can understand the story. There's like little homages to the first one in it, whatever. Doesn't matter. Ouija 2 is scary as shit. And yeah. the thing that makes it so terrifying is there's two different things happening in almost every scene. Where when And when I say that, I mean... What you're, what you're watching in focus, that's like the main story, and then what the fuck is going on in the fucking background, which is just... A lot. A lot. Like, a lot. you could literally go to almost any scene in the movie and pause it, and you're going to see something back there, like, whether it's, like, something taking place, um, like, something moving around, like, it, it's awful. Like, there is, there is a scene that will stick with me for ever from that movie of and i'm not gonna say what it is because i need you to go see it but something happened in the background during like a pivotal moment in the movie and it sent chills all over my body i think i know what you're talking about was it like like you saw them in the hallway okay yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i was like fuck me man i was like please please stop i saw that movie in theaters and was like fuck yeah (laughs) that it's not based on true events but if you just want like if you want a legitimately scary movie that you can have fun watching 
Ouija motherfucking two. Ouija two. Yeah. I will vouch. I saw it. It yeah. is good. It's it, very, it is scary. It's good and it's scary and you would never expect it to be. You would think it's like I used to go to scary movies that were that look stupid as shit just because just because just because I thought like it was funny to watch those. But this one is when I went in and I was like, this is gonna be dumb as shit. It's gonna be great. I'm ready for it. And I was literally like shaking in the theater because it was way more intense than I expected. And like just a quick synopsis it's about um this girl and her mom and her mom is like a self-proclaimed like i don't want to say witch or anything like that it's like more of like a oracle i guess where she does like readings and yeah she's um okay she's a con artist who yeah does um fortune telling right but then something stumbles in the way that's a little more real the than Ouija, she ever expected. The Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> in case it wasn't in the movie. Now. Yeah. I mean, it's called Ouija 2. It, it is about a Ouija board. She gets the Ouija board to help her con with people. Yes. It's yeah. all supposed to be a ploy. Turns out not so much. So, yeah. Yep. Those are my recommendations slash little true story. Did you realize those are all haunting possession movies? No. They're all demon-related. Even Nightmare on Elm Street is technically demon-related. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. I mean, that's. I guess it's like a deep-rooted fear, and it's also something that like people claim to have experienced multiple times. I want to, like, I know so many people. Oh, who, except for strangers. Except for strangers. You're right. That one is just normal-ass people. You are absolutely right. That mm-hmm. one is not demon. But most of them seem to be demon possession, which is terrifying. Yes. Um. So I feel like I keep making friends and meeting people who were like, my house was haunted growing up. I was haunted growing up. I was, like, not possessed, but had, like, sleepwalking issues mm-hmm. like I did. Which that's my one thing. That's my one creepy child thing was I, I still can't get over how I had sleepwalking issues, and then they just went away. If I ever had a child <laughs> that sleepwalked, I would lock them in a box when they went to sleep and be, like, stay in there. Terrifying. Like, actually, though, like, oh, my God. I mean, fuck me, dude. I made a friend recently – who, well, not made a friend. I knew him. I just I just didn't know he also had weird experiences where he was like, my house was totally haunted growing up. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, he was like, it was like almost subtle though, but it was like really creepy and like upsetting. But basically it was the same scenario that I had where it was like, I didn't know I could go to sleep not scared. Mm-hmm. In general. Like, so I was obsessed with sleeping over at friends' houses and I was always uncomfortable being alone as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I liked being alone if I was outside. But I didn't like being alone in my house. I didn't really attribute it to my house. I just attributed it to being a kid not liking being alone. Yeah. It wasn't until I got older to where I was like, I would randomly get scared in my own room, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be fine and whatever, and all of a sudden I'd be like, something's wrong something's off something's watching me like yeah. i would just get like really freaked out which is not a feeling i've had since i've left that house and i went back and lived at that house for three months in 2018 and i got that feeling again mm. it was better since i had cats but they didn't help because they would stare at shit and like get yeah. alarmed at things and be like what and like oh my fucking god that was a struggle and um Oh, yeah, I also temporarily lived at that house again, actually, last year. Mm-hmm. But I spent most of the time not there. I was mostly at Ben's. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just it just didn't occur to me that, like, 
my house growing up might have been haunted. Like, I just for some reason, that thought didn't super cross my mind. Well, it's probably a good thing because if it had, then you would have, you could have freaked out and caused more things to happen. And... Yeah, but for the most part, I just kept thinking, like, I was just a scaredy cat. And that's part of why I avoid horror movies is mm-hmm. because I was already scared all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I went to college and was like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Because everything's a sleepover and nothing's scary. Yeah. And it's just so weird. But, like, the weird sleepwalking thing, my friend told me that he had the same issue growing up, and it was really weird and creepy, and he literally had dreams of possession, and I was like, I had a dream of possession. Wow. I've never met anyone else who also had dream of possession. His was more recurring, but I had this one, like, dream of possession that felt so real. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to die in the dream. Oof. It was super scary. I, um... It was right before my freshman year of high school. It was the summer before. And the dream was that, like, I go to my first uh, day of school and I, like, made friends with some kids who were like, we're going to go, we're going to go to this big well or, like, ditch thing and we're going to go there and hang out. And I was like, hey, because I want friends. Mm-hmm. And we go down there. And it's, like, imagine a well if it was, like, huge, I guess. Yeah. And you could like, just more kinda, of a pool. And you could kind of see like down it. Like, a pool-sized well. Yeah. And I got down there and noticed there was, like, a wooden door. And I was like, that's fucking creepy. And in the dream, the door just flies open and a harsh wind comes and hits me and knocks me out. And I go black. Mm-hmm. And I wake up hours later in this ditch and was like, the fuck and I go home and I'm like super sick Mm. like so sick like I could feel my body and how weak it was sick and I kept blacking out and in and out and in this dream it felt like weeks went by of me just lying in bed and like being alert and seeing my room and then nothing Hmm. right and it wasn't until like and every and every time I would like come to it and be awake in my dream like in my room there would be someone on my bedside like my mom crying because I'm dying and like Hmm. doctors not knowing what's happening and whatever and at one point like they brought like a priest in my dream to me and all this weird shit and it occurred to me that like oh I'm possessed And, like, I'm blacking out because my body is, like, basically being taken over. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm so sick that, like, my physical body is dying. Right? And apparently I wasn't eating in this dream. It was, like, this dream felt like it went on forever. It was so weird. I don't know if you've ever had a dream that feels like it goes on for days. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a really weird feeling. And um, all of a sudden I was fine. I, like, woke up. One day in the dream, not in real life, obviously. And I had just made a miraculous recovery, and I was me again, and I never blacked out again. Wow. And then I woke up in real life and was like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, hard pass on that one. And it was just such a strange dream. I never had it again. I only ever had it the one time, but I remember it so well because at the time it felt so real and so weird. And, like, I remember waking up feeling, like, strange. Yeah. I was like well, that was weird. (laughs) And I had never met anyone else who also had dreams of being possessed and also had, like, weird sleepwalking issues at night and stuff like that. And I'm like, this just freaks me the fuck out. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it so much. Well, that's why they make so many movies about it. 
Oh my god, I know. And the fucked up part is my extreme attachment to my childhood home. That makes no sense. Now that I look back on it, when I was like 18 and my family was like, yeah, we're going to get rid of the house, I was all of a sudden like, no, you can't. Yeah. I didn't even want to stay there myself. Yeah. Why was I so fucking attached to this fucking house? It it didn't make sense. And now I'm like, well, now I feel bad for making you keep this house you didn't want. Yeah. Like, it's been remodeled to absolute shit at this point. But mm-hmm. it's just weird. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. I'll never understand it. So Strange that's phenomena. My, that's, my, that's my little, like, was my house haunted growing up? Was I possessed? I don't know. Maybe. Probably mm-hmm. not. It's just a weird coincidence. We'll never know. We'll never know. But, uh, yeah, that's our Halloween episode. Thank you for joining. I'd say the only haunting you had was the weird Retching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, that one, that one fucked me up. That one fucked me up real bad. I started crying. As an, uh, that was the only time I've ever, as an adult, cried out of fear. Yeah? Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I remember it. You were, like, really freaked out. Well, yeah, I was shook. I was real fucking shook. Like, yeah. I thought, like, some crazy shit was about to go down. I mean, none of that is helped by, like, watching The Haunting and, you know, seeing all the scary shit. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, basically, Kelly was watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and then heard growling. No, no, no. So, no, that was not what it was? So, during the... Uh, Ouija board experience that we had had at the Halloween party the night before. I like it was the night before the Ouija. I thought it was the no. Day it was it was the day after. So like, oh, okay. but what happened? So during the Ouija experience, okay, there was a certain point, and I just like got this like, I don't know. I guess it was like a feeling or a tingle or something that was just like, hey, do- hey, maybe stop. And like, yeah. I t- I was the one. If you remember, I was the one that was like. I think we need to stop. Like, something is telling me this is where we end it. And so we ended it, and it was fine, and everybody went home, and we didn't really talk about it ever again. It was just like, oh, this is like a fun Halloween thing that we did. And then the next day, I'm not freaked out. I'm not in any particular sort of, like, mindset that's, like, if anything, I'm having, like, the best Halloween season of my life. And so I'm (laughs) like, this is great. I love this. I'm eating this up. I'm at the home. I'm at the house alone. And um, you're... Like, you were out somewhere. Um, Our roommate Kyle was at work, and I'm home alone, and my boyfriend lives out of state at the time. And so I'm just sitting there watching Sabrina, just getting more spooks in, because I'm so ready. I'm like, yay, consumption, you know? It's the middle of the fucking day. Yeah, and And it's broad daylight, too. It's broad daylight. I only have, there's only one animal in this house at this point. Cat. One cat. My cat. Who's like the most docile, timid thing? Oh, I wasn't living there. I moved out. That's why there's yeah, no other animals. That's what it was. Wait, because Cheese and Calcifer would have been there. Yeah, no, Cheese and Calcifer were definitely not there. Uh, they were at the, my dad's, my house, mm-hmm. where I was like having trouble sleeping because I was like, "Is this place haunted? I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> so, out of nowhere, I hear a very loud thud from downstairs, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. What the fuck? And so I paused Sabrina and I like listen intently and I hear nothing. 
And I'm like, all right, I guess a book fell. You know, like yeah, like something. I don't know. Like my my brain was like, yeah, a book just falls off the shelf. That's totally fucking normal. One of those Funko Pops. Yeah, like you know, it could be anything or whatever. And so I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm not gonna worry about it and go back to watching Sabrina. Uh, a few seconds later, there's a much louder fucking thud on the ground, and then like a hissing, growling sound that follows it, where it's like it's almost cat-like, but way more guttural and like loud. Like it I don't think a cat could make that sound, but my brain maybe was just like Maybe a really big cat. Like a yeah, like a like a big big cat could maybe make that sound a tiger yeah i don't know but it was like a (sighs) kind of sound and i was like buffy like because there's no one else in this house but me and my cat and i'm like oh my god buffy and then i look next to me and buffy is laying right next to me like taking a nap or like like perked up looking downstairs like looking out my door she's just right next to me just like like, perked up watching like what the fuck was that and i was like and I heard, like, a little bit more tapping, like, and I was just like, fuck that, ran to the door, slammed it shut, locked it, put my chair up against it. And I was like, I am not fucking with that. And I called, uh, I think I called Kyle first, because I, like, I knew he was like, are closest. You, are you coming home? Are you coming yeah, home? I was like, are you off work? You need to come home. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Something's in the house. I don't know what's happening. And then... He was like, I don't know, I'll be there in like 40 minutes. And I was like, that's not good enough. He was like, you're being stupid. I'm like, fuck you. I've seen enough of this bullshit on TV to know what the fuck happens next. And then then I called my boyfriend. I'm like literally sobbing at this point because I'm by myself trapped in this house. And I'm like, something is fucking here. And like he calmed me down enough. And I, like, turned off Sabrina. I was like, I can't watch demon shit, apparently. It's pissed off that I'm watching demon shit. Because it was literally, like, the episode where she met uh, the devil. Oh, no. And I'm just like, no, gotta turn it off. Can't watch the show anymore. I'm done. I'll watch something else. I think I turned on, like, Bob's Burgers and just, like, hid under my covers with my door, like, extremely fucking locked. I think you called me after I, that. I might have, I might have called you. I know we went to Another World, like, the next day. Oh, my God. I told you about it. No, that might have been what it was then. Yeah, and I was oh like, God. I have to tell you this fucking crazy-ass shit that happened to me. Fuck, yeah, you you did. You told me in line at Another World. Yeah. I remember now. Oh, God, it was so creepy. Yeah. And we still don't know what it was because when Kyle got home, he was like, nothing's down there. And I was like, what do you mean nothing's down there? Like, something had to have fallen or something. And, like, I went down since, like, now I'm not in the house alone. I go down there. Everything is in perfect condition. Nothing has moved. Nothing has been touched. Nothing yeah. is on the ground. There's not a book. There's not a figure. There's not anything from the kitchen. Like, literally nothing has moved. And I'm like, there is no fucking way that you can d- explain this away to me. Because it was literally a sound that came directly from the bottom of the stairs. My family, yeah, no, I, I have this very vivid memory of me as a little girl. My family tried so hard to get me to want to play in the basement, especially since we had a finished basement. It was like a creepy unfinished one because mm-hmm. um, it was the best place to put all my toys so I wouldn't be in the way. But, like, I hated it in the basement. I did not want to hang out in the fucking basement, especially by myself. But that's where they put my costume trunk. So if I wanted to play dress up, I had to go down there to grab a dress. And usually what I do is I go down there grab a dress, run upstairs. Yeah. 
But this particular day, I chose to be fine and play. And I'm like, I'm going to play in the basement. And I'm going to be okay and whatever. And I remember going to my dress-up trunk and, like, picking out a dress. And I, like, turn and I walk away from the chest. And all of a sudden, I hear this huge slam, like a book falling right behind me. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's nothing behind me but my chest. Like, mm-hmm. my chest of dresses. And I was like, what the fuck? And I turn around. Nothing's there. I freak out, and I run upstairs, and I'm like, what did you guys drop? And they're like, what are you talking They're, like, watching football or something in the living room, which living room was the room right above where I was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, something fell. It was really loud. What was it? And they were like, nothing fell. And I was like... I'm not going to the basement anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I was like five years old. Like, I was very little. I feel like when we say, like, a, it's like a very heavy book fell, it's like, it doesn't it sound. Like a very, it sounds like something very big, heavy, and flat hit the ground. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't, it may not sound that creepy. It's so creepy a, a, and when jarring. You're, like, when you're hearing about it, but, like, being there and actually and it hearing sounds the like sound. it's next to you. Yeah. Or, like, in the next room or, like, so close. Yeah. It's jarring oh just talking about it i have like goosebumps i know i actually i'm (laughs) actually like kind of freaked out because i have to like go back home and like sleep alone tonight and like last night last night i already got freaked out by sounds my mom's printer i'm watching my mom's house and my mom's printer is in our kitchen and i didn't know that it cleans itself but the sound it makes when it cleans itself sounds like a dog dragging something and like sliding across the floor like it sounds like something being dragged across the floor which is something like a dog would do yeah i'm watching my mom's dog who's literally next to me all the time so there's a couple times where i thought you know gus was in the kitchen and then he wasn't and i was like but the thing about it is the sound doesn't alarm gus at all like he's like whatever about it and And that like, like gives you some ease i'm like okay but i kept texting my mom who's in fucking Iceland, so, like, different time zones. Yeah. And I'm like, what, there's a sound, it just sounds like something's randomly dragging or, like, slamming, like, in the kitchen. It's, like, freaking me out. It doesn't sound like an ice maker. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. And she's like, it's the printer. And I'm like, I'm gonna unplug this fucking printer. Yeah, like, get rid of it. (laughs) Fuck it. It's like evil printer. <laughs> I think I'm going to unplug this fucking printer when I get home because like, I just don't want to deal with sounds. Fuck it. It doesn't need to be cleaned all the time. I'm also scared that I'm going to unplug this printer and like sounds are still going to happen. Oh, God. Yeah. Like that's my other like fear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I hate going to houses that don't have pets because I'm just like, what's that sound? What's that you sound? You know, growing up, my house made so many sounds and I was always told the house is settling. I've never stayed in a house outside of my own that settles. You've been at mine. You've yeah, heard but mine. That's not the same. It's it's different sounds mm-hmm. from my house settling is what I mean. I've never been in a house like my house growing up as a kid sounds all the time. Settling all the time. And the house honestly, it's older now, but it wasn't that old at the time. Mm-hmm. I've stayed in houses a hundred years old. There aren't sounds like that. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. Like, I'm realizing, like, the sounds of settling, very different. I was, like, I was being lied to. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, something was fucking, something fucking weird was going on. Yeah. <sighs> well. So, we're going to wrap this up, though. 
Now that we've scared ourselves. Yeah. In the spirit of Halloween, <laughs> that's kind of what now you're that supposed we're to do. we're scared, we're going to go, I guess. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Cry. Zip. I have to go because there's a literal animal depending on me, mm-hmm. waiting on me to get back. So. Well, everybody have a happy haunting Halloween. Yes. I hope you had a very haunting Halloween. Yes. Because it will. The spooky season lives within you. Yeah. Because when you're listening to this, while well, it's spooky season now, it won't be spooky season now yeah <laughs> eventually we're time travelers come back. <laughs> yes. all right well thanks for listening as always and mm-hmm. keep it creepy keep it creepy